Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm your host, Rick Solom. It's like Rick Solom Wednesdays, or I don't know. Come up with a better name for me than Rick Solom Wednesdays. Uh, last week, okay, 608-785-7914 if you want to call or text. This hour is brought to you by Habitat for Humanity Restore in Lacrosse. And uh, I just want to recap last week what we talked about because it's going to kind of play into a little bit of what I want to talk about early today. Uh, last week we talked about what movies that you as adults need to introduce to your kids because they're never going to see them. Uh, I, I, my first movie is Airplane. Um, Dave, yesterday when I asked him this, he said Pulp Fiction, which seems a little gory, but if your kids are older, I guess. Um, and so I remember someone texted in Schindler's List, which I, I, I guess if you want to introduce them to some history that they might not, not ever come upon. I believe I watched Schindler's List in high school. Um, but this week, what I wanted to talk about in relation to that a little bit is if you guys want to text or call me, 608-785-7914, your best story about when you were a kid and what you did to terrorize your parents. Um, or, or I'm sure a lot of you have kids out there, so what your kids do or have done, like the worst thing that they've ever done to you or that you have done to your parents um, and, and you guys still talk about it, like 30 years later, uh, in relation to my parents, and this was a little indirectly, but to the babysitter, so I have two brothers, one's older, one is younger, and I believe this was when I just had an older brother at the time, so my younger brother hadn't been born yet. But uh, the thing that we did, uh, parents were gone, had a babysitter, me and my brother brought our bicycles into the house, and we just decided to have a race around the house. Uh, that was one thing that, that we did to terrorize the babysitter, which she didn't come back. And I believe my mom tells a story, and maybe it was my brother, maybe it was me, but I like to pretend it was me. So you have those giant Crisco jugs. They're like gallon jugs or two however, the biggest one that you can get maybe at, like, Sam's Club. Um, at one point when during a babysitter, uh, <laughs> during the time when I was being babysat, I got that Crisco jug out of the cupboard and decided to pour it all over the kitchen floor. And, um, yeah, we lost that babysitter, too, because I think she spent, like, the next four hours trying to clean up my, my Crisco mess on the floor. My parents ended up coming home while she was, you know, crying and trying to clean up because that stuff doesn't come off the floor. Uh, we're going to go to a, a quick call. I have no idea who this is because I'm the only one in here. Uh, caller, who's this? Eric. Hey, Eric. you gotta, you got to turn your radio down. Eric from Florida. Go ahead, Eric. You're on. I was wondering, I think that a good movie for young children to watch today would be uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump? And why is that? What, what's your favorite part of that movie? Because it is a heartwarming movie, and it's the best thing for children, in my view. I really believe that. Eric, do you have any stories about how you terrorized your parents when you were a kid? Did you do anything that you remember that was just awful to your parents? Not awful, but like... Maybe just, you know, like really oh, riled about things like I did all kinds of things like that. Okay, and you got a specific? I do not. I, I, I'm calling about a movie that... <laughs> you, you I got gotcha. you. I was just curious about your childhood. I don't, you know, I thought maybe you'd have a story for me. Thanks, man. Well, thank you. <laughs> all right, thanks. Eric from Sparta. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, after the break, I'm going to bring on, and you guys can call in or text in. Um, I get, Yeah, I got the text line going. I got so many things going on. Uh, somebody texted in, I made wine in the basement, got a kit from a comic book. Made Well, comic books have 
winemaking directions in them. That's a that's an adult comic, I believe. Um, uh, after the news, I'm going to bring on Jay Heck with Wisconsin Common Cause, and we're we're going to talk about his childhood. No, I'm just kidding. We're actually going to talk about a little bit about redistricting. Um, it's kind of a the the complete opposite of what I just talked about with children. But uh, redistricting, uh, there's a ballot on. What is it called? A referendum on on the ballot to make redistricting bipartisan. That's going to be on the La Crosse County ballot. Uh, Governor Tony Evers just talked about uh, having that in his budget, making redistricting bipartisan. Uh, So we'll get to that after the news. All right, welcome back to La Crosse Talk PM. I'm your host, Rick Solom. Nobody's given me any names to, to, to name my day. I get Wednesday, so Rick Solom Wednesday at this point. Uh, we're going to bring on Jay Heck right now with Wisconsin Common Cause to talk gerrymandering, redistricting, and uh, maybe Jay's got a story. Jay, are you there? Rick, good to talk to you. Happy over the hump day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy over the hump. Hey, Jay, I started the show, and maybe you got a story for me. I started the show about things you did as a kid that really terrorized your parents. Like uh, I used the example, me and my brother, we brought our bikes in the house during, when the babysitter was there. We just raced our bikes around the house and, and just ruined everything and ruined the floors and um, you got a good story like that? <laughs> well, uh, if there was a food that I didn't like, I would uh, I would dump it in the napkin in my lap uh, when my parents weren't looking, and then I would put it under the leaf under the under the kitchen table and just leave it there. And for months, there'd be this rotting food underneath <laughs> the table, well, uneaten food. <laughs> well, did they figure that out? How long before they figured that out? Well, you know, probably when the smell got bad enough, they'd say, what the hell is that? And they'd see these little napkins full of lima beans and, and all the other things that little kids and even adults don't like. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Um, all right. And, and in a complete, a complete reversal of what we're talking about, we, we're going to go to gerrymandering, of all things. Um, it's, it's pretty similar, actually. <laughs> yeah, very similar. It's uh, rotting underneath. Um, politics. I, I guess you know the thing. The thing that the, like we could start with is not with gerrymandering so much as with nonpartisan redistricting. There's a referendum in La Crosse County on the I think it's April ballot. Um, I right, April date. 2nd. Yeah, April second ballot to to make redistricting nonpartisan. And uh, Governor Tony Evers just I think he said it's going to be or might be in his budget that he's going to announce one of these days. Is he going to announce this today? Tomorrow? No, it's, uh, well, he's already announced uh, that he's going to include it in the budget. The budget address is tomorrow night, uh, Thursday evening, and uh, that's when he'll lay out the entire state budget and his plans. But uh, he, has, he has already announced uh, yesterday that he will include uh, nonpartisan redistricting reform in his budget. And that's important because, you know, this is an issue that's been around for the last nine years, and the current legislative leadership and the former governor, Scott Walker, uh, never even would allow even a public hearing on this subject. And so Governor Evers not only campaigned on making sure that uh, legislative and congressional districts weren't rigged and drawn to favor one party or the other, but he felt it was so important he's going to actually include it in the state budget. And that's that's a a terrific thing, because that will raise the visibility of this issue. Uh, it'll be something that citizens all over the state will be actually be able to go and testify. They were never there was never a public hearing, like I said, so there was no opportunity for the public to weigh in. But with the budget hearings that the Joint Finance Committee will hold all over the state, including I'm sure one in, in the Lacrosse area, 
uh, citizens will actually be able to go and testify. And as you know, Rick, uh, there was a, a Marquette University Law School poll out uh, just about two weeks ago that showed overwhelming citizen support in the state for nonpartisan redistricting reform, 72%. And amongst Republicans, it was two to one. It was 62% to 31% for favoring a nonpartisan system for the legislative and congressional districts. Yeah, I was trying to think of a good analogy for this, and I'm a sports guy, so and this isn't a great analogy. I shouldn't even... But uh, let's say, like, the Patriots win the Super Bowl, and therefore, yeah. since they're the winners of the Super Bowl, they get to determine the draft order next year. So who are they going to put first in the draft? They're going to put the Patriots first. And who are they going to put second? You know, maybe most of the AFC teams that they're going to play and then the top <laughs> NFC teams. Like, the, you know, if they think the Packers are going to be a threat to the Super Bowl, to them in the Super Bowl the next year, they're going to put pa- the Packers way low on the draft. It's not a great analogy, but... Um, it's kind of oh, like that. that like they just it's, get it's a good one because it shows that what you're saying is that the people in power decide the rules, and maybe maybe some people think that's fair, uh, but it's not really fair when it comes to drawing legislative and congressional districts. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that hey, because we won the majority of the Senate, and it doesn't matter, right? If, if they, it doesn't matter, like how much of a majority, like Republicans or Democrats, have won to, to determine who gets to draw the maps. Well, here's the thing. Uh, in, the two, in the 2018 election that just passed, as you know, uh, the governor, the attorney general, the secretary of state, and the treasurer, those are what we call the constitutional offices, those were all swept by the Democrats. But at the same time, even though fifth, uh, legislative candidates, those are people for the state assembly and the state senate, received 54% of the votes, of Wisconsinites statewide, only 36% of the seats in the Wisconsin legislature are held by the Democrats. So that's because the districts were configured in such a way that it made it impossible for the incumbents, uh, Republicans, to lose, even though there were Democrats voting across the state, uh, a majority for, for, for legislative candidates they were able to hold on to that. And and just so your listeners don't think that this is a partisan thing, the exact same thing happens in Illinois, only it's the Democrats who hold all the cards. They draw the lines. They've had a speaker of the Illinois General Assembly since 1982. Imagine that, almost 40 years with the same guy in power. And that's because they gerrymander the districts to make sure that Republicans never have a chance to be able to hold the majority in either house of the legislature. Yeah. That's just wrong. Yeah, and you talked about, like, Wisconsin sweeping the Democratic statewide elections, right? Governor, yeah. uh, governor, uh, Attorney General, and the other one, that you, Treasurer? Is that Secretary of State and Treasurer, right. Secretary of State and Treasurer. Uh, that hasn't happened since 1986. So, I, I don't know, the, the flags seem to be going up that, like, oh, Democrats are winning on statewide elections, yet they don't have any majority in either of the houses, which is... Just a little bit fishy, a little bit. Well, it's it's fishy when you consider that there was not a single seat in the Wisconsin Senate or the Assembly uh, where an incumbent lost. There was a state senator, a Democrat, who lost, but that was only because he had won a special election last June. That's the Door County seat up in northeastern Wisconsin in a district that had been gerrymandered for Republicans, and, of course, he lost in November. But... 
every other seat in the state Senate didn't change hands. There were hardly any competitive elections for the state Senate. And then the state assembly, only one seat changed hands, but no incumbents got lost. Uh, lost. There was a Republican in Waukesha County who ran for the state Senate. His seat was won very narrowly by a Democrat. But every, uh, every other Republican and Democratic incumbent survived. And that's because the districts were configured in such a way that elections wouldn't matter. Um, the people that were in, in office were predestined and preordained to win. When, when Governor, e, Governor Tony Evers puts this in his budget, this is one of many things I'm sure Republicans don't want in the budget. Um, Correct. If, if that was the only thing that Republicans didn't want in the budget, would I, I, I guess how are Republicans going to take this in, in terms of it being – is the budget just – is it just not going to pass because that's in there? That's a part of it. No, there's, there's many other things uh, that, will, that are in the budget. Now, the way this works is that the governor, tomorrow night, he'll give us a speech state, statewide, which, which people can would tune into. Well, the best speech – He speech. will lay out – I'm sorry? No, the best speech was, was I think, last year or maybe a couple of years ago when, and this isn't best by terms of, when Governor Mark Dayton had like a, like either a, a seizure or, do you remember this? He, he oh, passed out during his speech. Yes. Um, yes, and he, then they he, just, he collapsed on the podium yeah, and they and, had to rush him to the hospital. And that right. was awful, but then they just released the speech to the public and you could read it and then you don't have to yeah. sit there and wait. <laughs> like, it, I wish they would just <laughs> release the speech to the public and then we don't have to, you know, sit there and listen to him talk, but. You know, that's, well, you'll get that's, it. I mean, it'll 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 be out. Uh, people will be able to get a hold of the, yeah. uh, the actual speech, the word, the words about it. And there'll be plenty of newspaper analysis about it. But so what happens is he will lay out the budget with all the things that he wants in it, including the redistricting reform bill. But then, of course, it goes to what's called the Joint Finance Committee, which is the budget committee of the legislature, which is comprised of twelve Republicans and four Democrats, because the Republicans hold. Uh, the majority in both houses of the legislature, and they will take that out. They will take out all the other things in the budget that Governor Evers wants, and then they will basically have their own budget, and then it will go around the state, and there will be hearings, and then finally in June they'll vote on it, or July, or it may be longer, it depends, and, uh, you know, there will be attempted amendments to it, and there will be – but but I can assure you – that the Republicans will go after this because Robin Voss, who's the Assembly Speaker, and Scott Fitzgerald, who's the Wisconsin Senate Majority Leader, they guard the, their power to be able to gerrymander and rig districts over almost any other power that they have. And, you know, the people in lacrosse ought to be concerned about this. You now have a – your congressional district, where Ron Kind has been your congressman since 1996 – that district in 2011 was gerrymandered in a way that makes it almost impossible for Kine to lose. And so it was gerrymandered for a Democrat. But in exchange, the district to the north of you, which for a long time was represented by David Obey and now is represented by Sean Duffy, was gerrymandered to favor the Republicans up there. So we had two districts that were competitive, mm-hmm. which are now both safe. And that robs voters both in lacrosse and say up in Wausau uh, and Superior of a real choice at election time because we already know that a Democrat's going to win the lacrosse congressional seat and a Republican's going to win the, the northern seat and that's just that just makes for uh, no choice for people at elections and that's done because 
we know that lacrosse is going to be Democrat anyway, so we like what's the point? We're gonna we're gonna you know give that up as a as a Republican. We're gonna go we're gonna concede that area and and try to get the areas around it. Well, that's part of it, but you know the the problem with that is that it used to be that you had fairly competitive elections. Lacrosse this this predates you, Rick, but. Lacrosse for many years was represented by a Republican by the name of Steve Gunderson. Gunderson represented, he was from Osseo, but he represented lacrosse in Congress from 1980 to 1990, gosh, I think it was 1994. And then Time came in in 96, and he's been there ever since. But in 20, but, but Time faced uh, uh, some close elections. Dan Kapanke, who was a Republican state senator, uh, gave Time a very tough battle. About 10 years ago, Dale Schultz, a Republican state senator, gave kind of battle. So there were competitive elections for Congress and competitive elections for the legislature uh, in, in, in the lacrosse area. Now there's very few. There's hardly any competitive seats. So that robs both Republicans or and Democrats of real choices because we already know who's going to win. Yeah, make and that. that- that's bad for democracy. Yeah, it's like a no-brainer to be like, uh, yeah, we want people to draw the lines that aren't getting the votes for themselves. I mean, it just seems it seems like a pretty easy thing to, to uh, agree on. Um, we're Absolutely. Talking- and, and just one other point about that. The problem with safe seats is you have less responsive members of Congress and less responsive state legislators. If, they're no, if they know they're going to win, they don't have to listen to people that disagree with them. Yeah, I was and we actually see that all the time. I was actually reading about this in Wyoming, which is almost totally Republican. Like they can't. Uh-huh. They the, the when when one Republican's like, we need to raise taxes here. The rest of them are like, no, we can't do that. We're Republican, and it it doesn't work because everybody's a Republican, and there's no competition there. So it almost it, it almost doesn't like there's there, nothing gets governed in in Wyoming because of it. Well, Wyoming has. Uh, Far, far more heads of cattle than they do people. So that's, <laughs> that's how that works. And we're, ta- we're talking to Jay Heck here with Wisconsin Common Cause, 608-785-7914. Jay, we're going to go to news. I'm going to uh, I'll give you a call back here in a, in a couple of few, and uh, we'll be right back. Terrific. Thanks, Rick. All right, we're back here on Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm your host, Rick Solom. On Rick Solom Wednesdays. Still nobody's giving me a better name for my Wednesday show. Um, that, by the way, is my favorite song, Pearl Jam, Elderly Woman Behind the Counter, and then it, it runs out of what it says the rest of the song is. Now I forget so much for my favorite song. Uh, we're talking to Jay Heck from Wisconsin Comic Cause. We're talking about the exciting, always exciting gerrymandering and look, uh, Wisconsin's redistricting uh, dilemma. Uh, and and also, Jay, had, Jay might have had the best story so far about when he was a kid. I want If you guys want to text in or call in, your worst story that you did, the worst thing that you did to your parents when you were a kid, or if you have kids, the worst thing that your kids have done to you that you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have kids. Uh, if you want to give me a call, 608-785-7914. Uh, Jay, you're back. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm still I'm still reeling from the awful things I did to my parents, but I... They've forgiven me. Yeah, and, and just to recap, Jay said that he used to hide all his dinner, this, the dinner he didn't like. Uh, he would hide it in a napkin and then put it in like the under the cupboard or something. No, under the leaf that hung underneath the kitchen table. You know the leaf. Oh yes, the leaf. Put in. Yeah. Yeah, and and then your parents would only find it when when it uh when the, when the smell became too bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's that's uh that's awful. I should have I should have cleaned it out after every dinner. That's that was my fault. Right, I, that yeah. was my mistake. Well, your parents should have a dog where you could just feed it to your dog. Um, Jay, yeah, we got a caller later. here. We got a caller here, so I, I I don't know who it is or what they want to talk about. Well, we'll find out. Uh, caller, go ahead. Who's this? Hey, Rick. It's Bill Feehan. Oh, Bill, the enemy, the enemy, Bill Feehan, Republican Party chair. <laughs> He's my friend. No, you guys are friends. Well, I'm not oh, nonpartisan. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 forever, I'm for everybody. Did you hear that, Bill? Do you believe him? Uh, who is that? That's Jay Heck from Wisconsin Common Cause. Sorry, I thought oh, you knew that. That's, that's Jay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm Do pitting... I believe he's my friend? I don't know. I, the, I've been listening, and it sounds like his Common Cause might be with the Democrat Party. <laughs> okay. Well, Bill Fien's a Republican Party chair. Bill, do you do you disagree with the fact that uh, if Wisconsin having a bipartisan solution to districting? Well, I do. I think that uh, the system we have right now is the one that's laid out in the Constitution, and uh, it works pretty well. Um, I don't believe in nonpartisan boards. I was part of the nonpartisan La Crosse County government. We could have a long discussion about uh, how that nonpartisan body gerrymandered elections uh, the last time around to make sure all the conservative members of the board uh, had to face off with each other. So uh, I don't believe that uh, there is such a thing as a nonpartisan board. And furthermore, um, just because a party wins a majority of votes in the state does not equate to winning a majority of seats in the legislature. So um, in the last two um, big elections, Trump won 59 of 72 counties. Walker won uh, 54 of the 72 counties. And so because we have a representative form of government, uh, no matter how you draw those lines, there's going to be a big majority of Republicans. And furthermore, uh, the majority is the Republicans in the state legislature right now were elected on maps that were drawn up before the 2010 election, uh, and that's when Republicans went from 46 assembly seats to 64 seats. But, Bill, I would say that, you know, something from then to now has kind of happened where people are, you know, voting more or more active in, in trying to get others elected. Something happened in, like, 2016. I don't know if you, you remember. Well, you know, Bill's making my point exactly correct. The Republicans won big majorities in the state assembly and the state senate in 2010 based on their ideas. And then what they did in 2011 was they had one of the five most partisan gerrymanders in the country in the last 50 years and locked in those results to make sure that nobody lost and that they would be able to even expand the number of Republicans in the legislature. And it is true, Bill, that uh, Republicans have are spread out more than Democrats around the state. But what the gerrymander did was it took all the districts that were okay. Well, Jeff, including you know, the 7th, including the, the, the third congressional here, okay? district, so that was a competitive congressional district. All right, hold on, Bill. Legislature. So that's the problem. <laughs> they're highly all right, time out, you guys. Urban areas. Okay, Bill. Bill, hold up. Hold up. Finish your thought, Jay. Well, and, and the thought simply is that you rob the voters of choices in elections when you pack Democrats into fewer districts, you spread Republicans out, and you make it so that That's they can't nonsense. lose. 
And that's what that's, that's the nonsense. result that we've had. Okay, why is it nonsense? In the last 10 yeah. years. It, it, I'll tell you why it's nonsense. Okay, Rick. The reason it's nonsense is because Democrats are highly concentrated in a few urban areas. So, for instance, Milwaukee and Dane County. So the only way that you could significantly increase the number of seats Democrats hold is to essentially cut those metropolitan areas into pieces of a pie. And that runs afoul of the Voting Rights Act. Because no, then you begin no. separating minority voting communities. No, and communities you can do it in a way that doesn't violate the Voting Rights Act. And the, and the proof nonsense. of that is that the Democrats won the majority in 2006, in 2008. Look, the courts uh, already in, in ruled the state, on and that was there, without gerrymandering. No. minority communities in those cities. Okay, so, so that's wrong. That's you can do it without law. violating the Voting Rights Act. That's absolutely Baloney. an untruth. Okay, so aside from, aside from the gerrymandering dilemma that we're clearly having right now among uh, a nonpartisan guy and a Republican, <laughs> um, the, the overall... Well, not nonpartisan. Oh, I'm, I'm totally nonpartisan. That's why... We're, we're against what the Democrats do in Illinois. They do the same thing that the Republicans do in Wisconsin. They make it impossible for their incumbents Look, to okay, lose Jay, because of the way they draw the district. How you're going you know, the Republicans in, put into place a nonpartisan system in Iowa. Well, you guys can't talk at the same time. Hey, all right, you guys, you can't talk at the same time. You're going to have to, like, tag each other in and out to talk. Um, and I'll pie you back up here, but it's getting heated here. Republican versus, uh, quote-unquote, nonpartisan Jay Heck. Uh, all right, Bill, go ahead. Okay, well, here, these are the facts, okay? One, uh, the present majorities, well, and I'll give you another, uh, fact here, okay? So Steve Doyle is carrying, uh, the 94th Assembly District. Trump won that district with 52% of the vote. Um, and, and just to the south of this, Lauren Oldenburg, uh, just won an assembly seat in a district that was carried by, uh, Governor Evers. Is Lauren uh, a district. Republican or a Democrat? He's a Republican. Okay. And, and the in the in in the state of Wisconsin, go look at a, a map Harrison. of the state of Wisconsin and look at which counties voted Democrat. Okay. And what you will see is that uh, southwestern Wisconsin, all those counties voted Democrat. And guess what? Republicans were elected to the state Senate. That's Howard Markline. Uh, and, uh, Travis Trannell was elected to the Assembly. In fact, we won every Assembly race in the third congressional district. Because the and way many of those races wrong. were counties that were won by Governor Evers. So your, his argument does not hold water. Well, I would say when you argue that uh, a Democrat you've won one. You've my point. You've, you've, you've actually argued in favor of my point. Because <laughs> if Democrats carry those counties and Republicans still win the seats, they did it because of the way their seats were drawn so that they could no, not possibly that's win. No, what happened. How could you that's, possibly that's exactly argue what happened. that when the – the entire part of the state went blue. That entire part of the state went I'm blue. For statewide candidates. elected Republican assembly reps. And, and you can't argue that it's the way the map was drawn. The entire map is Of course blue. you can. That's exactly why really? it happened. How, how, explain that to me. How, how would that because be Because you packed Democrats when... into fewer districts. You spread no, Republicans out, and you made it Democrats so that it would be impossible for them to lose. <laughs> There is no Republican stronghold there. 
Hey, Your Bill, argument is completely fallacious. Bill, I will That's say exactly I will, wrong. I will say one thing. When you when you argue that a, a Republican won a district that or, or when a Democrat won a district that was held by Trump, I would argue that that's a very like kind of an outlier because I think everything that you use as Donald Trump won this, everything that has to do with him is an outlier because he himself is an outlier. You ha- you have to admit that like he's he's not no. He's not what typical. I'm going to tell you is that this gets down to the fact that we have a representative form of government, and when a, a party carries the leader of a party carries 54 or 59 out of 72 counties, just based on geography. Uh, that party is going to have more seats. And and the entire argument that Mr. Heck is making falls apart. All you have to do is Google and look at the map uh, between uh, Beavers and Walker and see those assembly seats that were all won by Republicans. Those are entire counties. Those are entire districts. And they Democrat. were won by Republicans yet, because of the way the seats were drawn. They were fewer Democrats in fewer districts. They said Republicans out okay. for more seats. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. All right, we're back at Lacrosse Talk PM. A heated argument between Jay Heck and Bill Feehan. Jay Heck with Wisconsin Common Cause and Bill Feehan. But first of all, I'm going to go. First, I'm going to go to Pete here. Pete, go ahead. Hey, I just uh, I just listened to that conversation, you know, the tough man contest is coming right up. I want to see these two boys in the ring. <laughs> All right, done. All right, thanks a lot, Pete. <laughs> All right, we're gonna now we're gonna we're gonna put, put Jay on. Oh no, I, I hung up on Bill. Bill, you're gonna have to call me back. Sorry, because uh, I didn't do that. Hey, Jay, you're back. I'm here. All right, I actually, I, Bill, I didn't. I purposely hang up on you, so call me back. Although many people might think I, I did that on purpose. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of funny. You guys are. Uh, it, it's, although it is really hard to understand when you're both uh, talking over each other. But um, we got. I know. Bill, I won't do that anymore. Bill, is that you? Are you back? I, I got disconnected. Yeah, I may maybe accidentally hung up on you. I, I, uh, okay. All right, but uh, okay, so. But I'm going to go back to my one point. Aside from we could argue all day that the lines are or aren't gerrymandered, and I think, right, are the courts going to decide this eventually? Is that the, is that the truth, Jay? Well, I don't think so because the Wisconsin case that went before the, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court was kicked back to Wisconsin, and that will be argued later, but uh, there's a couple of other cases in the pipeline, the North Carolina case, uh, which is a Democratic, uh, a Republican gerrymander in North Carolina, and then a Maryland case, which was a Democratic gerrymander of Republican congressional districts. So the Supreme Court will look at those. I don't think the Wisconsin case is going to get the, to the U.S. Supreme Court anytime soon. But it will eventually, or not? Well, it could. It's it could already, unless already the Supreme Court decides not to take it. Okay, what's that, Bill? Yeah, they, they sent it back to the state because they ruled that, that the plaintiffs did not have standing in the case. Okay, yep. Um, and I just, but but they've now they but they have they've redone the case and it's now being right. argued and, and before the assembly a federal Democrat judge again. Plaintiffs in that case, are you aware of that, Jeff? What's that? The assembly Democrats have withdrawn from the case because yes, I, yes, I, I it is that, a right. poorly crafted case. They know they're going to lose. Okay, well, okay, that's not, that's not why they withdrew. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice if you could make your points without uh, inserting. Those types of comments. Yeah, I believe I believe they withdrew because they well, they couldn't been, afford. Why did they withdraw from the case, Jeff? Jay. Because they have uh, because they have citizens who who are actually demonstrating 
personal harm, which is what the U.S. Supreme Court said they wanted. They wanted, they said if you want to bring this case to the U.S. Supreme Court, individual citizens have to show harm. It can't be political parties. So that's why they withdrew. Okay, aside from the gerrymandering issue, which, again, we could argue about all day, Bill, do you have a story where you terrorized your parents when you were a kid? Like you just did something that really bugged them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I could probably tell a lot of those stories, but I think I'll take a pass on that. What about kids? Do you have kids? Um, I, would like to just make, I would like to just make kind of a closing comment here because uh, my comments have been talked over. But, uh, you know, for your listeners at home that are, are looking for facts here, um, it, it's possible for a political party to win the majority in the state, just as happened in this last election. Governor Evers won uh, by 30,000 votes, which is about a 1% margin in the state. Uh, however, Governor Walker carried 54 of the 72 counties. And so just based on the geographic areas, um, Republicans are going to carry a, a larger number of seats. And as I mentioned um, just a few minutes ago, uh, the entire southwest part of the state uh, voted for Governor Evers, and yet they reelected a Republican state senator and three Republican assembly reps in that geographic area. And there are no red strongholds there, so how you draw the lines is irrelevant. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bill. Jay, you got uh, anything for that? How you draw the lines is, is everything. And the reason is that 48 of the 72 counties in Wisconsin – have been divided for partisan purposes to protect incumbents. Less than 10% of legislative uh, elections in Wisconsin were remotely competitive and no congressional elections. That has nothing to do with the layout of the land. It has everything to do with partisan gerrymandering. We could do this without <laughs> partisan gerrymandering, have more competitive elections, and people would have real choices at the uh, at election time. All right. Uh, thank you, thank you both for for coming on with me. Um, we're gonna run. We're running out of time right now. Uh, I think uh, we can't ever come to an agreement on gerrymandering. But hopefully, even though Bill doesn't agree, I think hopefully we can come to an agreement on bipartisan redistricting. Uh, that's all the time we got. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>